Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. I hope your day is going well, and I hope it finishes well. So we are talking about really being your own best version. It's like the art of adulting, right? And so we talked on Monday about the power of the minute and what can happen in a minute and your value and how important you are and whatever moment you're in, how meaningful it can be. And so then we talked about these core truths. And on Tuesday... We did the first one, and that's your life for a reason, and God created you with a purpose, and he's weaving it into your very creation and the overall creation of his his world and planet and universe. And the second one that we talked about yesterday was you can affect change in yourself and the world around you, but it is truly an internal job. And the third one, which is what we're going to really talk about today, is that pain is inevitable. And the effective management of it is is imperative if you are going to be who you were originally designed to be. That best version of you that is able to affect the world in such a profoundly unique way that nobody else could. That your life is not happenstance, You were created for this time, in this place, wherever you're at, with whatever world God has placed you in, whatever group of people God has put you in. So this idea that we're going to really talk about is probably one of the most important ones to learn. I mean, they all three of them are very important. They, they, they all work very well together. But this one, this is a tough one. See, our, our internal world is filled with wonderful qualities as well as past hurts or current hurts, failures, and our own weaknesses. And many times our weaknesses have brought us pain, anguish, embarrassment, maybe regret. So if you are a truly unique, occurring, only one-time individual, then just as your strengths and talents and destiny is unique and only occurring one time, so are your weaknesses. Your failures, your missed opportunities, they're just as unique. My philosophy is somewhat different in that I believe the whole person must be managed. In other words, both my strengths and my weaknesses must have time spent on them in order to really be a well-balanced and congruent individual, truly being my own best version. 
Strengths and weaknesses. We don't just focus on the strengths and hope the weaknesses go away or that the strengths hide the weaknesses. And we don't just work on the weaknesses because that would be pretty depressing. We need to do them both and we need to understand our strengths and our weaknesses. Because many times a strength can ruin us just as much as a weakness may ruin us. And sometimes our weaknesses are the most endearing to people, especially when they're managed well. So the more that you understand and accept and work on your weaknesses and the vulnerabilities, the better able you will be to mitigate the effect they have on your strengths. See, we spend an inordinate amount of time on our strengths. And we do not learn how to protect and cover and support our weaknesses. See, I, I have found that individuals who are not afraid or ashamed of their weaknesses are far more effective, far more authentic, and far less mistake-making than those who are afraid and ashamed of them. You know, some of our weaknesses can be incredibly life-giving, adding pleasure and happiness to our lives, and really, really many times are endearing to people around us. Both our strengths and weaknesses, they need to be managed in order to be the best version of me. I'll give you an example. A weakness that I have that is also sometimes a strength is I go too fast. I move way too fast and I, I miss certain things and, and I don't see certain things. And my husband is always slow down, slow down, slow down. And so we were laughing last night because I like chicken and he makes this great chicken for me. He just puts a bunch of like Pam in a pan and some like spices and salt and and he just kind of sautés these chicken strips and I love them I love eating them and so one night he was gone so I had to make my own chicken and I turned the pan up really high I threw them all in and they cooked way too fast <laughs> and they were so tough it was disgusting whereas he takes his time and he kind of slow, does the slow cooking of them, and they are so good. And he, and he said to me, he goes, you need to slow down. I mean, I talk fast. I walk fast. I, I just, I've always been this way as a kid. And so it can also be a strength because I can be highly productive. And I can really multitask, and I can get a lot of things done at one time. But it can also be a weakness. And so I need to manage the strengths and the weaknesses in order to be the best version of me. So if one of my strengths is how fast I can go, one of my weaknesses is patience. And, and I've, told you, I've, I've told you before on, on air that God gave me this great saying because I have a tendency to be late because I'm waiting till the last minute because I can't stand waiting. Three minutes to me is interminable. 
And so God gave me this great saying. He said, Cynthia, be calm enough to wait. That's the way you won't be late. Because I always want to push it up right to the minute because I don't want to wait. So I always want to make reservations at restaurants. I don't want to sit in the lobby, hanging out, starting a conversation, and then having to get up, go to the table, then trying to have a conversation, but we still have to order. So I, have to, I really work on this calm issue because I'm extremely hyperactive. And I have to really, really practice calm. And so this is an important aspect. I share this with you so that you can understand that my weaknesses and my strengths can work together or they can work against one another. And my weaknesses aren't necessarily always moral failings, but we all of us do have propensity for weaknesses in the areas of ethics and morality. I know some people, they struggle a lot with lying. They're just, and, and a lot of it is underlying fear. They're just afraid. So they say the thing that somebody wants to hear, or they kind of change the story a little bit, or they omit certain parts that they don't want to be judged. And so that weakness, where it's coming from a position of fear, really turns into a hardship in their life. And it can really ruin relationships. So what we want to think about is, in this world, we very quickly in life find out that the absence of pain is not possible because we're living in an imperfect world with imperfect people. And so the goal is not the initial alleviation of pain, but the acceptance, the management, and growing through it and letting it strengthen us. Maybe letting us have more of the fruits of the Spirit. Kindness, grace, mercy, patience, long-suffering, forbearance, forgiveness. So what I know is that I can either have... This is a really important little saying. I can either have pain in vain or pain for gain. But I can never have no pain. I can either have pain in vain or pain for gain, but I can't have no pain. So if I'm going to the dentist... I'm gonna, I, I know that there's going to be some pain, but it's gain. I gain something. If I want to resist that pain of going to the dentist, then the pain that that tooth, okay, that's going to just be in vain because it's going to ruin other things. So what am I going to do with the pain so that it's not in vain? Because avoiding pain usually brings more of it. And it causes me to live as a victim to my own circumstances and to myself and not, because I'm eventually becoming a victim to my own, my own internal world. Now, I'm not saying that there's certain pain that we absolutely want to avoid. And we should because that's wise. So we don't want to go do an operation and not be anesthetized, Right? 
And many times there are relationships that we need to leave because the pain is in vain. It's not producing anything good. So I want you to think about where is the pain in your life? What kind of pain is it? And making sure that there's gain. That there's somewhere you're going to find gain in whatever that pain is. And so if the pain is because you have a bad habit and you really work hard on changing that habit or alleviating that negative habit, then the pain is, in, is for gain. But there is no way to have no pain. So I must really allow pain to become wisdom, maturity, versus cynicism, bitterness, and jading. And, and I have seen this in, I've talked about, um, I had a difficult first marriage when I was much younger. And I allowed the pain of that to help me become wiser, more mature, more self-sufficient. And I resisted hating men. I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to let the pain of that one relationship jade me or cause me to not trust men or to be cynical about them. See, the wisdom and the maturity that comes from managing pain inevitably leads to success and well-being that I desire in the very areas that may have caused the most pain. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm having very, very bad allergies today. I don't know if the rest of you are, but it is very frustrating. So again, I want to talk about this. Wisdom and maturity that comes from managing pain leads to more success, more well-being in, you know, that I desire in, in areas that may have really caused me the most pain. So when I talk about this, this painful relationship, that actually makes me a much better therapist, much better. And I became much more mature and I became much wiser, more discriminating. I had better judgment when it came to men and picked a really good one. I have a beautiful husband. And so that painful, painful relationship could have caused me to become a man-hater. But instead, I let that pain cause me to grow. So I frequently remind myself, and I tell others this saying that I made up, if there's anything good in a person, pain will find it out. And I said to, to Michael as we were leaving the movie, I said, you know, that movie just proved this idea, this, this saying that I, that I created, that if there's anything good in a person, pain will find it out. And the most beautiful thing from this musician came from years of horrible, unrelenting abuse and pain and abandonment. See, unfortunately, humans, you know, 
Oftentimes we need to learn from our mistakes. I wish we never had to make mistakes to learn. But many times that's the only way we learn. Sometimes that can be good. We would have never flown to the moon if those, if those astrophysicists and, and engineers weren't committed to this idea and kept learning from the mistakes until they got it right. So overcoming adversity and finding out that you maybe have more substance in you than you ever thought, this is one of the greatest gifts that pain offers. It can prove who you are. So if we learn from pain and we use it as a way to become deeper, more substantive, more authentic, compassionate people, not just to ourselves, but to the world. We then become more creative, more merciful, more empowered, stronger individuals, because we're now, pay we're now greater than the pain itself. Imagine if Jesus was unwilling to endure pain. We would then have to endure great pain because we would have to accept the judgment of our fallenness all on our own. So sometimes people being willing to experience pain causes them, because Jesus became, became even greater, but we also become greater because of his pain. So oftentimes what you will find is the greatest overcomers are the greatest heroes. And if you've seen someone fight a disease, think of the change it had on you. And if you let it have a positive change on you, that you're more patient, you're more merciful, you're more long-suffering, because of the pain you saw that other person go through. Maybe you, had, you, you gained a, a deeper, greater love for them. Maybe you had a new calling in life. I know people that have, have had to deal with um, children that succumb to cancer. And what they do with that experience, many times they make great foundations. That's where some of our best hospitals have come from. Because of what they experienced. And it ended up changing the world and helping so many other people. So again, remember, you can have pain in vain, makes you weaker because you just survive it, or you can have pain for gain, which makes you stronger, richer, more authentic. But you can never have no pain. So understanding... <clears throat> and implementing these three basic core truths enables me to continue focusing myself as to how to be my own best version in all arenas of my life, in every life stage, in every and all the seasons. If I'm being the best version of me in all arenas, arenas of my life, then the relationships I'm in, the organizations that I work with, the team I'm a part of, the church I attend or serve in, 
will be better because I bring the best of me versus all those arenas being stressed and strained because of me. I would never want that to be said of me. I would never want people to go, oh no, here comes Cynthia. Oh gosh. Right? So I would rather them feel nothing than that, than stress and strain. So I want you to really think about this, this issue of pain. And if C.S. Lewis has a great, a great book on that that I would recommend that you read. If you have pain in your life, whether it's financial pain, physical pain, relational pain, emotional pain, spiritual pain, I want you to try to look at it through a different lens. How is this pain going to help me? What am I learning from this pain? Can I do something about this pain? Can I remove the pain? Am I creating my own pain because I won't change? Am I needing to change an area of my life? so that I don't have to have unnecessary pain. But am I letting the pain create a better version of me? That's, that's the issue here. So as we close this show, be someone that adds to the world around you. You know, I constantly and repeatedly telling my clients the impetus behind being your own best version is that, is that I do not want to make God's job any harder than it already is. I don't want to unnecessarily get in his way as he heals, corrects, and updates, revises, refines me. I don't want to get in his way. While he's doing this for his world and his people, he truly changes the world one person at a time. Be one of those people. Be the person that people aspire to be, not the one they don't want to be. Well, I hope this last half hour was encouraging and insightful to you. As God helps you live your life well. Helping you be the best version of you. Your own best version. Join me tomorrow. We're going to talk about values, value systems, because that's part of being your own best version. Is what is your value system? How do you walk out your values? How do you identify them? Make sure you listen to the shows previously this week if you haven't heard them. I'm going to pray for you today. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for these listeners. Thank you, Lord, for their heart, their willingness to learn, their willingness to change. God, give them such inspiration and encouragement and motivation about being the best version of who you have created them ultimately to be. God bless you in your day. Join me tomorrow as we talk about your own personal value system. 
To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.